everyone. Welcome back to Newsies Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 1992 Disney movie musical Newsies one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. We're at Minute 98, which I have starting with a close-up of Morris Mm -hmm. as he's getting up in Sarah's face and going on through Jack running into someone with a basket. That's my first note for the next minute. I just don't understand what is going on there. Well, he's got his papes up by his face like a boombox in the 90s. Does that happen often that he runs into someone and is just like, and just keeps on walking and the other person's not like, hey, you just knocked over all my straw or whatever? I mean, I don't don't know. (laughs) Like, I don't know. the, The lack of response on either party's side was astounding to me. Yeah, he, Jack looks annoyed. Yeah. But, you know, it was kind of his fault for walking around with a bunch of newspapers in front of his face. <laughs> he may as well so. have just been, like, reading them. Yeah. Like, holding them like this. Yeah. In front of his face and just reading them like a phone. Yeah. Like a big phone. Made of paper. The iPhone 15. It's paper. It's like the iPhone negative 15. Well, they're getting bigger. Yeah, but made of paper. Yeah, it'll be... And it uh, doesn't have a touch screen. <laughs> it's just a newspaper. <laughs> The iPhone negative 15, colon, it's just a newspaper. (laughs) And now we have the title of the episode. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I mentioned this, I I hinted at this yesterday, but as, so you've got Oscar behind Sarah, you've got Morris in front of Sarah, like all up in her face, and there's this woman that Sarah was just, I don't know if it was one of the women she was just talking to or another woman she's walked past, but this woman just quite happily goes off and walks down the steps and doesn't even acknowledge that there's, like, a major harassment situation happening here. Because at that point, they are, like, getting physical with her. They're, like, up in her business. And right after this moment, and actually, I don't think the woman is even completely gone at the moment that Oscar grabs Les and throws him into a mud puddle. Well, no, Les attacks Oscar. Sure. Yeah. But either way, if this woman is standing here watching this grown man throw a child into the street. He thro- and he throws him into the milk jug, the milk cans. After he throws him in a muddy puddle, because my next note is, oh no, Les got dirty. I see. Yeah, so Les comes up behind Oscar and pushes him. Oscar uh, turns around and grabs Les and like throws him into this puddle in right, the street. Okay, and then yeah. Les gets up and comes after him again. And like swings at him. And Oscar swings at him, gets mud up, like hmm. is all muddy. And so when he goes to like throw a punch at Oscar's face, he just flings mud at him. Right. And then he flings his other arm ineffectually, and then Oscar shoves him into the milk metal thing. Yeah, milk jug. Milk cans. Yes, cans. Cans Cans would be a good... That would be the word. Less fights dirty. Quite literally. Well done. Thanks. Um, But yeah, and so, like, I can understand this... Like, I don't know. This woman doesn't... She looks like she's... I mean, she's probably, what, maybe 40? She's not... So she's like on death's door. She's not like, <laughs> yeah. She's... It's 1899. I mean, true. But she looks like she's healthy. Right. I mean, she, she's older than Sarah, but she's not like crotchety, elderly, get off my lawn age yet. Right. She's Boy, like, if she had only been that. If she she'd would... only been that, this would be different. <laughs> but like, So she just ignores this fight happening between a man and a child. Yeah. While this other man is, like, grabbing at this woman. Like, I yeah. I just, I can see her being like, okay, I don't want to get in between, like, I don't want to get in between this threatening man and this chick that he's 
threatening. That's not my business. Right. But when a small boy gets thrown into the middle of the street, yeah. I feel like that's when you step in and you're like, hey. Yeah. Stinky man. <laughs> uh-huh. Stop being stinky. <laughs> and don't throw this boy in the street. Yeah. yeah because I, the thing is, this woman was enough older than Oscar to still have some authority. Right. I mean, she she looked like she was probably like, she worked in like the hat shop. Right. Or something. Right. I don't know why I say that, because she didn't wear, she wasn't wearing a hat or anything, but she looked like she was like a, a shopkeeper type. Yeah. So I would think that between breeding, I guess shopkeepers didn't have breeding necessarily, but like she looked like she was like well put together. Oh, okay. Oh, did you think I meant a different kind of breed? Yeah, I was like, what? What? <laughs> no, I was thinking like she, I mean, she looked like she was nicely, yeah. like nicely groomed. She, Yeah. I mean, not high class, but not like local, it, higher class than the Delancey brothers. Right. You'd think by virtue of that and the fact that she's older, yeah. she would have some authority over him to be like, hey, don't throw that kid into the middle of the street. There are horse carts coming through. He could get hurt. Also, you're stinky. <laughs> I think this is another instance of adults not looking at kids as matter. Okay. So I think this is, he was probably asking for it. He probably was mouthing off to this guy who I'm assuming is his uncle or his cousin or his older brother. He probably deserved to be thrown into the street. He should keep a civil tongue in his head. Man, she really should have been paying attention to any of the conversation happening. And I think I think there's a... And also, she was probably asking for it. Uh, maybe she's mouthing off to him. You know, I think I think there's a lot of ways that even today we sort of justify our inaction. Not to turn this into like a stump speech, but like, and I think in 1899 they would have been so much easier. That's probably to do. true. But I think there's a running theme in this movie of kids don't matter. Kids are yeah. kids are things. Yeah. And I think true. Sarah counts as a kid, even. Even even if she is not a girl, but like not yet a woman. Yeah. Nice Britney Spears reference. <laughs> Thank you. But so yeah, I think there's I think there's something of that going on too, and that's the only way I can justify why there are people on looking but not getting involved. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, there's a lot of them. Yeah, and they only there only gets more. Yeah. There, there only gets more. So I have uh, Sarah punches Morris. Yeah, but before oh, that, yeah. I'm sorry, I have a lot of notes. You're fine. For this You're fine. So before that. While all of the shoving less into the milk cans is happening, Morris has kind of backed Sarah into an alley. Yes. And he's got his hands at her waist. Right. And she's kind of struggling against him. I don't believe for one second that she could not have just batted his hands away. Right. Because he did not look like he was even remotely committed to holding on to her. Right. And in the moment right before she punches him, she grabs him by the wrists and like shoves his wrists down off of her hips. Like, get away from me. Right. With probably far more force than was necessary. Right. And then she takes a pause for a moment where they just look at each other. Right. And then she hits him. Right. And I have a few notes about that. <laughs> when she hit him, I wrote it down with few notes because I was like, I think Aaron's going to have this one. Yeah. <laughs> so first of all, I don't for a second believe that she could shove his hands off of her and then just stand there and insult him. Yeah. I don't remember what she, she calls him something that's the equivalent of like a brain dead monkey. Right. Yeah. You stupid ape. You stupid ape. You stupid ape. And then she hits him. I know Morris is not super smart, but for him to just stand there, like she's shoved him away from her, but not even physically away. She has just shoved his hands off of her. Yeah. She's not shoved him back. So he's still right there. And then she stands there and insults him. 
I mean, there's like a good probably two seconds right. between her shoving his hands off and her making contact with his face. It was also a very, very bad punch. I I didn't. Yeah. And they, the Foley work on it was wild because it didn't yeah. sound like they did any. <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't blame her for having a bad punch. Like, right. I, I know I've talked a lot about like the fight choreography in this movie. Right. When it's the boys, the scrappy newsy boys that right. you imagine have probably thrown a punch before, who aren't in their afraid life, to use their fists. They're not afraid. Yeah, they ain't afraid to use their fists. Right. So they probably are pretty good with them. Right. This is probably the first time Sarah's ever thrown a punch. Right. I do not fault her for throwing a bad punch. It was apparently good enough to make him bleed. Right. That's going to come back in a minute too. Right. It's going to come back tomorrow. But yeah. Um, I think that in a future movie. In like a 1996 version of this movie, she shoves his hands down, calls him a stupid ape. It cuts to over her shoulder and his reaction. Yeah. Where if he's like, huh? Yeah. And it's a Disney movie, so you'd make it gigantic. I was going to say, it's cartoonish. Yeah. It's got to be. He'd be like, huh? And that's the two seconds. Yeah. But because it was only over his shoulder, it looked like, she was like, you stupid ape? Three, four, punch. Yeah. Like... And I and I get I get your hesitation about that, but I think she should have been saying the line as she was right. sh- throwing the punch. Right. And then David appears. Uh huh. Where'd David come from? He just runs on screen like Les. Oh no, you're in the milk cans. Why are you in the milk cans? Are you are you hurt from the milk cans? I hadn't thought about where he has come from because when he comes, it's sort of like, oh no, that's who they're because they're like, where's your where's your brother? Where's yeah. Davy? Like they're they're basically like, we want we want to beat up your brother, whatever. And he comes almost as if summoned. Yeah. Like, I had never thought about where he's coming from because there's such a feeling of, oh, crap. Yeah. Dang it. He's right there. And like, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. he's. They're like, David, we got the best part of your family. Was that in this minute? I think it was. He charged. Probably. No, they, yeah, he, it definitely was because he's, this minute ends with him fighting. So he charges after them, after they say, we got the best part of your family. Yeah. Does he throw his hat off? Or is he wearing remember. a hat? David? Yeah. David is not wearing it. Okay. I had, when I first watched it tonight, I could have sworn he took his newsy cap and threw it on the ground and and charged at them. But then oh. I watched it a second time and I was like, I didn't see that happen. So. I don't think he's wearing a hat. Because I remember when, I, I have a mental image of him coming over to Les yeah. while Les is lying on the milk cans. We've said milk cans just a whole bunch today. Yeah. Um, we haven't said milk jugs as much, and I'm really thankful for that. Yes, as am I. But like in my mental picture, he's not wearing a hat. Is it possible that he had been with them the whole time and had just like stepped into a store for something and was like, you guys keep going, I'll catch up? <laughs> well, that's headcanon now. David, they don't acknowledge it in this movie, has the biggest sweet tooth. I was just thinking like he stops in for like a piece of candy. Yeah. And he's like, I'll catch up. You got, you know, you need to deliver that basket of laundry. Please, God, just deliver that basket of laundry. I'm so tired of looking at it. David, can I stay with you and get some candy? No less. This is my own private time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That makes sense to me. That's the only thing that I can think of that makes sense. Because otherwise, like, why would he just show up at that exact moment? Because, like, he could have been hanging out in the neighborhood and heard but he comes up almost like he's surprised to find this happening yeah like he doesn't even notice sarah until she starts yelling at him right to run which he does well 
<laughs> just not in the direction she meant. <laughs> she didn't. Now, she didn't say run away. She didn't. She said run, Davy. <laughs> And like, okay, you know, on the one hand, good for her because he's her little brother and she is trying to protect him. Right. I personally would have been like, hey, David, come help me. I'm about to get taken into this alley by these two smelly, stinky men. Get Jack. (laughs) I've got a note about that, too. Tomorrow. I have, um, when he's charging in, you see behind him uh, either P or F A Donaldson's Bakery. Okay. I could not find them anywhere. Oh, okay. They were probably fake. Right. But now I'm all thrown off because of Laco yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, now hold on. That was real. Then I have Morris pulls out his brass knuckles. Yes. And I did some research into brass knuckles. Okay. And... I have notes before that. <laughs> please tell me your notes before that. I have, I have a... I have a single note before that. Okay. Um, I just have that Morris is really phoning it in with the way he's holding on to Sarah. He's like got her in a bear hug from behind and he's clearly the one doing like right like instead of her trying to get away from him he's clearly the one moving her as though she's struggling right. and it's so painfully obvious that he's barely t- like he's barely holding her there's no force <laughs> it's like he basically has his arms draped around her and he's like jiggling her from side to side it almost looks like an like if it wasn't for the look on her face of i don't like this right it would have looked like some kind of like weird awkward hug right like he's not even trying like at this point in the movie i guess he decided he was done acting. he was he was tired of this he has a face in the next minute that is my first note for the the funniest face i've ever seen in my whole life saving up all of his acting for that moment (laughs) because there's no funnier face than what we're about to talk about in the next minute yeah i think that'll start the next minute but tell me about brass knuckles so i was when i first watched this movie i was like okay laco or laco Mm because at the time i didn't know that it was the thing right and i was like and brass knuckles those are my two things so i looked them both up and i recalled that there wasn't a lot that i found for brass knuckles but today when i looked up the same article i found some very interesting things. Okay. So it says they are designed... So basically, they uh, some form of brass knuckle has been around for uh, like forever. Okay. But so it says they're designed to preserve and concentrate a punch's force by directing it toward a harder and smaller contact area. Okay. So that's where you have like the like points. I mean, like his are just rounded. Yeah. But even the rounding is a is is a more of a point than like your your knuckle. Sure. And then it says. Uh, they result in increased tissue disruption. Sure. Including an increased likelihood of fracturing the victim's bones on impact. Okay. Also, they're heavy metal. So, like, but, like, I also saw that, like, brass is only one thing that they've been made out of. Like, they've made it out of all sorts of stuff. Sure. Including recently, like, you know, like, a he- like plastics and, like, like, stuff like that. It says, the extended and rounded palm grip. So, like, the thing that goes in your hand. Yeah. This was so interesting to me. I hope that this is interesting to the listeners because I was like, oh, so that's why brass knuckles are bad. Got it. Um, I'm fascinated. It, it sp- spreads across the attacker's palm, the counterforce that would otherwise be absorbed primarily by the attacker's fingers, reducing the likelihood of damage to the attacker's fingers. That makes sense. So when you make contact, the instead of, if it was just around your fingers, all, those um, the metal would just go into your finger bones right whereas 
if you've got something coming down that you're holding on to, it'll right. push. For, it'll take that metal and push it instead of against the of against just against the fingers. It'll push the whole thing down against your palm. But also, I think it also uh, that that you're, what you just said actually makes makes a little bit more sense. So it makes the brass knuckles not break your fingers. Yeah, I think it also makes it less like you break your fingers than you would if you were just punching with your fist. Probably also true. Um, yeah, because you're punching with metal that is rooted yeah. in your palm. You basically are like channeling the force of your punch into like your palm as opposed to your your bones or your fingers which is interesting um it says metal ring and knuckle style weapons date back to ancient times and have been used all over the world for many hundreds of years the nihong Sikhs used an early variant called sherpanja in the 18th century all right cast iron brass lead and wood knuckles were made in the united states during the american civil war okay this next part Fascinated me. Soldiers would often buy cast iron or brass knuckles. If they could not buy them, they would carve their own from wood, which I'm like, okay. Or, and this this painted me a picture that I want to read about or role play or something. Cast them at camp by melting lead bullets mm-hmm. and using a mold in the dirt. So they dig the brass knuckle mold out of the dirt and then pour the hot lead into that and then boom, you got your brass knuckles. Interesting. That fascinated me. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what that's I have for wild. brass knuckles. Yeah. So I was like I love it. Yeah. I was like, what did I not see before? Cause I basically saw since ancient times, and I was like, next. <laughs> boring. <laughs> the boring. Um, I have one more note. This feels... We just watched the Back to the Future trilogy over the past two weeks uh-huh. with my kids, which was an interesting experience. I said, this feels like George versus Biff. Yep. Um, and I think it might be because the music is very similar with like the discordant string sort of sounds mm-hmm. that make it sound like you're in a living nightmare because yeah. the girl you care about, in one case because uh, it's your sister and in one case because it's your mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, not George, but, like... Yeah, I was going to say, she wasn't George's mom. But when, when Biff has George's arm, like, twisted behind him, yeah. there's a discordant thing going on. Yeah, yeah. That is the same as this. That sort of... It, there's a relief when George punches him. Uh-huh. In the same way that, that you feel like maybe there's a, some sort of relief coming here. Yeah. But we're not going to get into that today. But Jack has just run into someone. He has. He's run into someone with a basket. I hope that... Tomorrow we'll find out what happens when he runs into someone with a basket. Did they get in a fight? I don't know. I guess we'll find out Is it Weasel in Disguise? I guess we'll find out tomorrow. Until then, we have a Twitter. It is at Newsies Minute. If you want to talk to us about brass knuckles... I will talk to you about brass knuckles. Yeah. Well, we could... I kind of want to go make some brass knuckles in the dirt. (laughs) All right. Like, I want to see how that works. Yeah. (laughs) Lead bullets and dirt. That's all we need, right? <laughs> right. And I guess fire. Right. And probably a holding device for the lead bullets. You'd want like one of those like little crucibles. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild though, right? They're like, I can't afford this, so we'll just melt down some bullets so I can punch real hard. Which really, you'd think that in a war, bullets would be the more necessary and higher priority item than brass knuckles. I wonder if that was a union thing. Because wasn't the Confederacy, like, poor? And, like, I think I think the Confederacy was like, we don't have clothes. Please don't melt down your bullets. Maybe. It sounds sort of like a union privilege thing. That's not me coming from the side of the Confederacy. Just, like, I think they had more money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
Anyways, individually, we can be found on Twitter. I am at Unabashed James. And I'm at Unabashedly Aaron. We also have a Patreon. It is patreon.com slash Aaron and James if you would like to financially support the show. Uh, the November newsletter will be a video of Aaron making her own brass knuckles. Oh my God. If I, can, I mean, if you can find me some metal to melt down, I will make brass knuckles in the dirt outside my house. My kids would get the biggest kick out of that. <laughs> that would be... The most badass craft project of all time. Uh-huh. Um, also, um, brass knuckles are, like, illegal in a bunch of countries. Well, I'll melt them right back down. Not afterwards. America! Oh, well, then I guess with <laughs> brass knuckles for everyone. I'm opening an Etsy store. They're basically, like, uh, in the United States, there are, like, laws in New York about, like, you can't bring them into courthouses or something. There were laws that I was like, yeah, that's... That's not illegal. That's a sort of like dress code level. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, scroll, scroll, scroll. Oh, big para- paragraph about America. Nope, they're fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Well. Check. The November newsletter is already out when you're hearing this. That is true. So check to see if that, that is true. Yes. Or if you follow the newsletter already, you already know if it's true or not. Yes. And now you're disappointed. Soak them for crutchy. (laughs) The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.